set your butane torches to high and your expectations to low. Coming to you live from just the tip cigars in the hills of the Steel City. Get ready to get your fix. This is the Cigar Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the Cigar Junkies Podcast. The cigar show for the community by the community. A forum that talks stogies, booze, food, and anything else in cigar lifestyle. If you're looking for ratings, negativity, reviews, or authority on all things cigars, you came to the wrong place. Whether you like what you hear or not, please join the conversation and let us know by finding us at the Cigar Junkies Facebook group or emailing us at thecigarjunkies at gmail.com. What's What's up, junkies? Wow, it was ju- it was just sitting on top. Th- that that drink was way better. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was a Mr. little Chuck. too much going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I did warn you at least. Yeah, dude, it was it just did not flow well. <laughs> the the whole top was just wild turkey. I'm like, listen, I got nothing against wild turkey. Yeah, but like, I generally drink above that. Level. Yeah, you know what oh, I mean, dude. Wild so, turkey 101. There's nothing above that. That is yeah. that is great. It's it's good stuff. It doesn't have the smoothness a lot of people. Yeah, ten towards, but it is delicious. I think you're gonna get uh, pulled off pretty quick here. Oh, right, right at the gate. Huh? That's what she said. That's all right. It's Hi. a strong possibility. Jesus Christ, Jason, Jason ah. out here just smacking things around, coming in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, that's gonna be, yeah, that's gonna be good for the show. In case you don't know, Just a Tip Cigars now has shop puppies. Screw you, Dave Puskovich. Anybody can have a cat. We've got dogs, and they are vocal. The, the Cigar Junkies Doggy Daycare. Hey, I like it. I like it. We, we, dude, we're franchising out. We're yeah, branching yeah. out, dude. It's, Absolutely. It's all over the place and shit. Uh, I'm good with Dude, they're so awesome to have here, though. Um, but, yeah, the, I hadn't even considered the fact that that was going to be an issue. But So if you need to ask yourself the question, who let the dogs out? Sam let the dogs out. That's that's who. They're, they're Sam's puppies are here keeping an eye on the shop uh, while Brittany is out doing her thing. Um, on the plus side, there's actually some some good looking cats in this place today, but they're dogs. You know what I mean? So, anyways, sorry to everybody that uh, got messed up by our inability to schedule accurately this week. It's been a mess. Sam had a terrible sinus infection, which kept us from doing the show on Sunday. Uh, and then we were originally going to do 9 a.m. today. I did take my kid to the doctor, so we postponed again. But we're here, man. We're not going to let you down. What's up? Kil- Keith Kilburn's here. So maybe, maybe this whole Monday thing's right. Maybe Sam's got something, too, to the days where... You just show up and see who, who comes to hang out, we, man. We changed it to Mondays now. A whole different crew, whole different crowd. We could do Mondays, unless I'm in Galv. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're over at Galvanize, Monday would be a problem. If I'm over at Galvanize, eventually everything's going to be a problem. But while I'm training, it's cool, because I'm like, just put me on Monday through Friday, unless Craig and Jason both take vacation days like assholes and just... I don't even care. It's just so many. It's hard to keep track of when I got to be there, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I, I've looked at that schedule three times already. My wife has no idea. She's like, there, there just might be days where I have no dinner from you for you because I don't know <laughs> if you're going to be here or not. I'm like, that's cool. I'll, I'll fend for myself. I've been there before. I dig, dig some quarters out of the fucking couch and go get some junior bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah. Well, and, and beef dollars now. Um, over at... What is it, Station 6? 
by the uh, six shop. Six shop. That's what it. Six shops got that fucking. They got the. They got the good snack over shop. There. Dude, that place is the. I'll go over there and roll back with like five ice creams and fucking. The only thing they don't have is Diet Mountain Dew. Other than that, man, I'm rolling. Dude. You know what sucks? They charge like thirty cents for some stuff. And I wish they would just make it right. like fifty it's, cents. It's not e- even thirty cents. Some things are 30. sixty. Some things are seventy. Some are thirty-five. Yep, something yeah. like that. Just round up to the next quarter. You know what I mean? Because I'll be over there doing the math. Like, am I screwing these guys over? Am I putting enough money in here? I like I count everything like six times. Like, no, you know what? I I've gone over there three or four times. I always leave more money. It, yep, I yeah. always leave more money. But I'm scared that sometimes because of the math. I'm actually leaving like three dollars more than <laughs> because I'll come up like I need to take a shopping bag because I'll just come back with snacks out the ass. See, I get the uh, the the cup of noodles. He's got cup of noodles over there for fifty cents a piece, and that is just way too stinking convenient. It is convenient, yeah. Way more convenient to just buy him like the giant case and trying to find somewhere to stash him in the mill. Um, for sure, but uh, what I miss? Nothing. We're ju- we just decided to talk about snacks. Snacks at work. What is your go-to snack? What was your go-to uh, oil food uh, snack? That's separate too, because you ooh, don't have microwave. What a fucking great question! Right? Were you a beanie weenie guy? I was not. There was so oh. many beanie weenie guys. It depends on when you're talking about. When I first started, I would buy like if I'd go out to Williamsport, I was so broke. I would yeah. buy. Like a twenty pack of hot dogs at Walmart, a pack of buns, or bread. I'd get bread because <laughs> you can't get twenty hot dog buns. So I'd get a loaf of bread mm-hmm. and a dollar and fifty nine cents for the Red Rooster sriracha sauce. Yeah, and like I just nuke nuke hot dogs, put sriracha sauce on it, and a, on a piece of bread, and I'd eat nothing but hot dogs for two weeks. Nice. I yeah. can't believe I'm alive. We uh, when I was working. In Williamsport, we didn't have access to a microwave. So my go-to was the, uh, I would buy cases of the Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs. Yes. Yep. yep, I'd eat them straight out of the can. Right out of yep. the can. Not eating them up, yep. I do the spaghetti meatballs, I like yeah. it better. Dude, the meatballs, they're so gross, but they're so good at the same time. It's, it's like dog food for men. My, my wife makes fun of me all the time, because I'll yeah. just... Yeah, She's right like, out of the can. So, that, you got to heat them up, and then it leaves. It leaves that fucking like film. weird ass film on your <laughs> teeth that What's you're that, using the inside of your shirt to rub off your teeth <laughs> later on in the day. I'll do you one better. When me and my wife did like a vegan diet challenge once, oh God, that was why? like to lose. I did that weight. for a year. I no. did it, and I did oh. it longer than her, surprisingly. And it turns out that my grandma just made so much bland food than when I, when I was a kid that I could just eat anything. Mm-hmm. So I would, my go-to then was I'd just, op- even at home, I wouldn't even heat them up. I'd just open a can of wax beans, dump yep. the water out, and just eat the whole yep. can of wax beans straight out oh, of yeah. the can. No salt, no Dude, I could heat, same no thing. nothing. Black yeah. beans, though. Black beans, I'll crush some black beans. Yeah, that would be hot, bad. Any, for anything <laughs> canned, I would, like, yeah, I would eat gr- fucking green beans out of the can. I'd eat black beans out of the can, kidney beans. Kidney beans is pushing it. Yeah. Kidney beans had kind of, they got to mm. be heated up. Yeah, so I, I did, when I got to Williamsport, um, we, we had a trailer there, so mm-hmm. I had the, the kitchenette, and then home and I ended up bringing the smoker up with me, so like, and I also had an expense account, so I'd just call yeah. my boss and be like, hey, I'm making food for the, for the whole rig once a week, and he'd just say, okay, so I'd go buy 
racks and racks of ribs and brisket. So, like, that was paradise. And then guys would cover my, my equipment so I yep. could go mm-hmm. run the smoker. They had no problem with that because they knew they were eating. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when I worked, you know, basically everywhere else, we didn't have anything. I had the truck. Yep. So my go-to with that is I'd either I'd order a bunch of Domino's pizza and oh. then just, just cold pizza house it. Because you could get a five dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. back yeah. when you had the five dollar oh, Domino's. Then it became pizzas. little Caesars. Little they, Caesars. Were, they were gross, but They're, yeah, they, they, they did the trick. They, they keep you alive. Yeah. So I did a lot of that. <laughs> um, I learned how to cook on a steam heater, dude. <gasps> you take if you take um, like kibasi, a little bit of sauerkraut, wrap it in tin foil, oh, and okay. just stick it in the louvers of the of the steam heater. Nice. Come back in about an hour and a half. Everything's perfect every time. Dude. See, my last six months. Go ahead. You got something on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I used to work for a well-tending company. It was in between Select and Cameron. Yeah, yeah. I worked for a well-tending company. And we were out on a range resources pad, and they had what's called TEG heaters. Yeah, the TEGs. They're natural gas. Yep. Uh, it's actually not oh, wow. a heater. It's a, it's Isn't a, it a generator? A TEG generator, yeah. It's, it's a thermoelectric thermo- thermo- generator yep. that uses the natural gas to create heat which then drives electricity to power the automated yes, equipment. Makes sense, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> they have a nice little vent. It, it's it's big around. dead flat on the top of that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit, man. I'm going to heat up this can of beans. Yep. Right? Yeah. So didn't I open it first. Did didn't you? open the can of beans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got to crack it, it, buddy. And I've, I set it up there. Oh, no. And I got back. And I was training at the time. I'd only worked there for like two months. But I was training at the time. And... uh we're sitting in the we're sitting in the fucking truck, and then all of a sudden you hear, boom, and we're like, "What the fuck is that? Oh my god! Do we need to run?" Jason's like, "It's worse than you think." And then I've got nothing for lunch now. All of a sudden, we hear, <laughs> and there's this shit all over the windshield, <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" The- Oh, oh no. And I looked at the guy that was training me and he was like, What the fuck? What is that? And I was like, Those are baked beans and a little bit of bacon and some. Uh, Be honest with this, Jason. And- Did you sell this idea to Pixar? Is this where Sonny with a Chance of Meatballs <laughs> came from? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. He's Sen- like, <gasps> Seneca just said, uh, When he worked where y'all did. Uh, while you all do, they had someone with severe burns from putting a can of beans on the radiator, and they exploded when he opened them. So, like, yeah. the pressure was built up, and he did the oh, release. Oh, I'm so lucky. Yeah, you Dude, got real lucky on that. We used to be such idiots, man. The, everybody has to do the contest to see who's tougher, who's fucking stronger, all that oh, shit. Oh, God, yeah. We used to put pipe wrenches in the rig heaters, oh, these big tubes yeah, that, that. that would they're hot as fuck, but yeah. I would stand in them sometimes to get your fucking bottom yeah. half warm. Mm-hmm. So we'd leave pipe wrenches in there for like a half an hour and come back and see who could hold it in their bare hands the longest. What? Yeah. You were just dumb. Just dumb kids. We're just bored yeah. and dumb and we're fucking men, so we're stupid. And so every like somebody grabbed it and like oh shit that's hot and then somebody goes oh it's not that bad mm. oh you hold it yeah, look then, how long you I know can. so that it just becomes a dick measuring competition fucking see dude I'd never lose those though because I'm stupid and I could take pain you know what I mean wow. just sit there and fucking no problem well, so until I go home and my fucking we you know who to beat all of you with that my grandmother yeah 
Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. She dude. pulled them 450 degree pans out. Yeah. Like yep. I, I, <laughs> I remember my like grandma that. would would wash dishes and you'd see the steam just piling coming up. up out of the out of the sink. And my grandmother was like a four foot six little Italian lady. Oh yeah. And uh, the smaller be, they are, the less she'd be in there with them. her with her gnarled ass knuckles. Washing the dishes and shit like that. You'd go over and, like, touch the water, and, like, it would scald your Just hurt. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, well dude, when I was oil field, we'd, we'd get cold. Sorry, did I cut you off there? All right. Um, but, you know, you got, you got the good boots on. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the rubber if boots for lucky. the winter. Like, I had the big Dunlops. The I had the Dunlops, Dunlops were the best, bro. The, the, oh, those were yes. the fucking space boots. Yeah. Yes. I worked for a Canadian company, they, so they, they were standard like, issue. They make your feet look three times oh, bigger yeah. than they They're actually feet. are. They're fucking space but boots. They, yeah, like, dude, dude. Barefoot, like socks, no socks, nothing inside of them. Just regular dude, those, socks, those no had to boots, be, your feet were warm. They had to smell terrible. Oh, yeah, they were usually pretty bad. I was jealous, man. I wanted a pair of those things yeah. pretty bad. They were like 600 bucks, but they, the company would give you one pair. When you first started, they would give you a pair, uh-huh. which was all. And then the parka they gave you, oh, that was a whole other bag. Roberto was, was the shit I was trying so hard to like, oh, hey, let's have a show. Fuck it. Roberto, our manager at fucking Cameron, that dude was like, first of all, their policy was stupid. When, we st- when I started there, that place was fucking awesome. Yes. Everybody gets a company credit card. All the supervisors. Everybody gets yep. paid 24 hours a day. No, everybody had a card. Not even oh, supervisors. Yeah, that's right. We all everybody got a one. credit card and a card for gas if you were a supervisor. Yeah, yeah. Or, or no, card. everybody had a truck too. Yep. Um, but so every six months you could buy two pairs of boots, one pair of leathers and one pair of rain boots. Every six months. Yep. And Roberto was like, "Your feet should never be uncomfortable. You never have cold feet yep. out here. I don't care if your boots are a week old. If they leak." Go buy a new pair. Fastest way to shut down that somebody fucker. working is get their feet cold. Oh, yeah. But, dude, he was just like fucking... I, I'd get him to let me buy all kind of crazy shit. They were, they were so fucking irresponsible with that. So I go, I go and buy... I go up to this site out in Washington. I think it was, it was CNX I was working right. for at that point in time. So we, were, we went up to bleed off a wellhead uh, that was pressuring up while they were drilling. And I go up there... And I'm like, fuck, we need an air compressor. I, I needed like a little air compressor. Yeah. There was something that needed to be run with this air compressor. And so I call up my boss, and he's like, yeah, you, you got your card. Go buy one. So I get in a truck, run the hour good to old the Uncle Cameron. bought the air compressor, brought it back. And I bought a good one. I bought like a $600 air compressor. Because mm. I figure we could use it at the shop, right? Mm. So they can have it. So I buy this air compressor. I do the job. Uh, we get the job done. And I call him, and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to run this air compressor back to the shop. And he goes, why? And I went, be- because? I'm not going to carry it around with me. And he goes, nope. he goes, take it home. And I said, not a fucking chance, nope. pal. Not a fucking uh, chance. Nope. I'm not taking it. And I would have loved to. It was a yeah. really nice air compressor. Dude, my favorite memory of Cameron is still when we were up in North Dakota. And I was like, we should get a fucking radio so we could talk to these truckers. And you were like, ain't no way fucking Roberto is going to let you buy that fucking radio. He, he let us buy this like $1,200 CB. I, I don't think it was that bad. but the, It was expensive as fuck. But the funny part is I put him on speakerphone. We're sitting in the truck in a, in a, like a 
truck stop parking lot. Yeah. And and I'm like, I want this thing. I'm gonna get Roberto. He's like, Roberto ain't letting you buy that. I'm like, you watch. I put him on speakerphone. He said no like three times. And I was like, no, man, I get it. It's cool. It makes sense. I was like, I was just thinking, you know, if we had this, we come back, you know, you would you're having problems with communications on lease roads. This thing's universal. Keep it in the shop. Whoever's on that particular job site can use communicate and shit. By the end of the conversation, Roberto's like, you buy that radio. Like, fucking, I ain't taking no for an answer. He looked at me and goes, you fucking snake. I was gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gobsmacked. I'm sitting there, I'm, and I'm like, see, he ain't going to fucking do this. And I never said a word the entire time. I just let him, I let him cook. I let him fucking cook. And uh, I'm watching, and then my face was like, What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? It was How a, did you do that? There's a direct quote. As soon as I hang up the phone, the first thing Jason says is, you snake. Yeah, that's exactly what this I said. Is, he told you. He didn't just tell you no. He said, fuck no. <laughs> and at the end, he was telling you, it you was better. His idea, you, yeah. Yes, you better buy it. That's you know what I mean? Like fucking full 180. All right, so. How was your week? <laughs> I'm going to go back to why I brought up the boots in the first okay, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. We, we, we sidetracked. No, you're good. Sorry I'm, about we're that. used to it. Um, no, so those boots were great, but I worked solids control, so we always had a ton of lime. So in the winter, you get cold, you'd walk over, you'd spray your boots with water, you'd go walk through the lime, and you had these freaking heaters. And by the end of like a job, you'd have like a half inch, three quarters of an inch of lime on your boots. But man, your feet were like, even though they were all, those boots were already warm, you put that on that chemical reaction. And, yeah. and then uh, whenever they get too heavy, you just go over and kick the dumpsters. It would fall off, spray them again, step in the lime again. Oh, dude, never had cold genius. feet. It, dude, I, some old guy showed it to me, and I was like, yes, please. You just don't touch it with your bare hands. Yeah, definitely don't touch it. it was, you remember that like, scene in uh, Fight Club? Yeah. When he uses oh, the lime, where, where he, well, he puts it on his hand, yeah. Yeah. And finally gives them the that, bacon. That was soda. a little dramatic version Kisses of it, but it. yeah. Yeah. That wasn't just lime, though. That was lime with... It was lie. Lie. Yeah. Lie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. It's, it's still fun. Part of it, yeah. yeah same thing. It, same thing would happen, just a lot slower with lime. Uh, so my week was, <laughs> was terrible. My week was, was horrible. I had that freaking sinus infection, and the one person that's like can kind of fill in for me, my wife, she left for uh, Tennessee on Friday, and I got my wonderful sinus infection on Friday. Mm -hmm. So I had nobody to cover. And then I got the dogs with me, which I thought was going to be a pain in the butt, but like you were saying, they, they, they couldn't be happier. They're, they're loving life right now. Adorable. Um, but yeah, so then I dealt with that the last couple of days. My back was finally getting better. I was finally not feeling like pure just agony what and pain. What the fuck happened? I don't know. That was <laughs> just something that was bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so my back wasn't hurting. It was just tight. And then I woke up coughing because the sinus infection had pulled my back again. And I'm like, really? Uh, like, really? Cut, cut me a break. So the last couple of days sucked. But today, I got home last night. I told everybody at, like, starting at 7. I'm like, we're leaving at 9. We're leaving. I just kept repeating. Everybody that came in, we're leaving at 9. Just I'm mentally prepping you right now. 9 o'clock tonight, I'm leaving. Mm. 9.08, I was in the, tr in the truck on the way home. Like, I was not having it. I didn't clean an ashtray. I didn't nothing. Yeah. They left. I did the drawer, shut the lights off, and rolled. Got home, took a shower. By the time I got to bed, it was like 11.30 because I had to eat, too. 11.30, fell asleep, woke up this morning at 9, like, I feel like dancing. <laughs> 
I mean, I definitely still have the congestion, and I, I'm working really hard to not have pubescent cracks while I talk right now because I got that sinus thing going. But other than you that, stay out of the pub- pubescent cracks. It's, it's not <laughs> well, good. Then, uh, Paul, uh, one of the guys comes out. You know, yes, uh, you okay? You know who he is. Yeah, yeah. He's been coming down. He's like, you know, one of these days I'm going to come down, and you're not going to look like you're in a massive amount of pain. And I was like, thanks, bud. One of these days, <laughs> not today though. <laughs> this is not that day. <laughs> it was not it. It was not not the one. Uh, Fair enough. How was your week? My week was um, probably the most interesting week that we've had in between shows, <gasps> I would say. Dun, dun, dun. So um, did the, the gig at the Leading House on Saturday. And, uh, you know, obviously, if we've talked enough about it leading up to it, everybody knows it was the first gig I've ever played in my life. And it was uh, everything I thought it would be. And more in every respect. It was a great time. It was awesome. I got there. The show started at 7 o'clock. I got there at 5. And I came in for that like I come in for this. Just ev- extra everything. Yep. What would you forget? Nothing. Well, no, no, no. That's not true. I forgot one thing. The sound hole cover for my guitar, which turned out to be a big deal. I will have an extra one next time. Like, it's going to live in my guitar case all the time. Because I was fighting feedback. But what's interesting is I got there at 5 for the show at 7. I was literally not ready for the show until 7. Oh, wow. Like, it took the full two hours. Kurt, the sound guy, was not there. So I had to makeshift everything myself. And holy shit, was it so bad, dude. It was terrible. Just feedback, noise, blowing shit out. Like, people just covering their ears and pain. Oh, no. And yeah, it was... I talk, When I talked to him afterwards, I said, man... I'm glad it turned out the way it did because when he was first like sound checking and shit like that, I'm like, you've got to turn every it, you've got to turn everything down like five. Oh wow! It was it was a rough setup, dude. And I spent at least a half an hour trying to figure out why my like I thought my microphone was bad. I thought it like it got damaged or something, which is crazy because it's a Sure FM 58. And those things are the Glock of microphones. Oh yes. yeah, Can't like. I'm like, this thing can't be busted. Ended up being the XLR cable, which I had extra of, but not like I have five more in this bag that are all tied for these microphones. I've got five here. So just my extras, but I still probably had four, five. And um, I, there, there was one that I, that I didn't notice. And I was like freaking out thinking I was going to have to use this real tiny one because huh. it worked. But it was so small, like my pedal was almost hanging from the microphone oh, wow. stand. And so finally I found another one. But man, it was just a, such a hassle to set up. And then once we got playing, like most people didn't couldn't tell. I went to Jason after the show. I was like, how was it? Because I was like, I know Jason's going to be like, <laughs> you fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> like he, Jason will not pull his punches. He, he'll let you know. No. Yeah, he come down to me at the end. Uh, we, we were down in the, the little kitchen area downstairs. The bar. And he's like, he's like, Jason... You're the first person I wanted to talk to about this. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, because if anybody would let me know or if anybody would tell me that I sucked and would be honest about it, you would. Yeah. And I was like, thanks. Aw. <laughs> He's I like, appreciate Aww. that. I'll wear that on my sleeve. But I don't think most. But he sounded so like, good. Dude. The, he sounded good. The first set, there was a lot of nerves. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was honestly because of that sound hole cover not being there because most everybody, I don't even think he could hear it, but it would start. You ever hear a feedback start? Yeah. 
when you get to, it starts low, but I could hear it starting and I'd have to hurry up and adjust the position of my guitar or change a level or cover a string. And so I'm just constantly doing this terrible dance of trying to make it all like keep from fucking up. But it, it, it sounded okay. Like I watched the whole first set almost on the video and I didn't notice it, but there were, but it, what it did was distracted me from other shit. So I would lose words or fucking play a wrong chord or just have to stop. And that, you know what it was, that was another thing I told him. I said, man, I've done enough live music that, uh, like you're going to have your one or two guys out there, your musicians who were like, yeah. Oh, he missed a chord there yep. or Oh, he missed a word there. But it, it's, that's not something that sticks with us. You know, because we've done. But you're not judging for it. You're going, oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Not, not here. He sucks. But here's the thing. Sucks. And what I said to him, I was like, you know what? Other than that, those one or two guys out there that are musicians and that have played shows and that have fucked up and forgot words because none of us are perfect. I said, no one else fucking no. notices. As long as you keep playing and you keep singing, yeah. nobody fucking notices. Yeah, huh. it's just it's one of those things. We yeah. just got to keep, yeah. keep trucking. Yeah, and yeah, I got a dude. I got a bunch of people message me about it, and everybody said nothing but positive shit. So yeah, I appreciate oh, yeah, it. Was, that. It was it was a good show. Once yeah. once once he shook the nerves off, man, it was rock and roll from then on out. Yeah, a lot of lot of great love. Appreciate everybody that come out. Um, fucking Jeff, Jeff was going nuts. He was, he was going <laughs> fucking nuts. He was like, he pulled me aside and he was like, I swear to God, Corey pulled this playlist from my favorites on fucking Spotify. <laughs> nice man. Uh, it was it was cool, man. And like by the end, you know, by a second set, I was I was pretty loose and just having fun. Be 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 better if Kurt Kurt's there next time. It'll be cool. But awesome time. Uh, appreciate uh, Mike Zora, Jeff Scales, uh, BGD for coming out. Uh, married Trevor, my buddy Wade that helps me with the music production nice. shit. My my sister drove all the way from fucking Akron, wow. and she hates drive. Well, her boyfriend Trevor. But she she gets sick on uh, oh. long car rides, so like for her to drive two and a half hours out there to watch the show for a couple hours and then drive right back home—that's pretty dope. Was a, a big yeah. deal. It that's was super cool of her to come out. But um, you know, anybody if I'm forgetting you, I, I I appreciate everybody that came out, Dave, for for letting me do it. It was a great time. And um, let's go ahead and find out what we're smoking today. It's time for the Cigar of the Week, brought to you by Leaning House Fine Cigars. The Leaning House is your destination for the ultimate cigar smoking experience. Whether you're exploring their wide selection of premium cigars, unwinding in their comfortable lounge, or enjoying live music on one of the most unique and intimate live music venues in the Berg, the house has something for everyone. Do you want to try the stick we're smoking today? Stop by LeaningHouseFineCigars.com or visit Dave in Bel Vernon or Heidi in Brownsville. Wherever you are, make the house your home for premium cigars. Make the house your home for premium cigars, and when you go there with your wife to play a show, make sure you thank her on the podcast. I am so ingrained to try to avoid mentioning her, <laughs> and I do it anyway, but my wife was awesome. She was wonderful. She was actually, she was sick. Oh, no. Okay, so that, that uh, we got to fucking derail anyway, so why the fuck not? This is what we do. My son got sick at the beginning of the week. My wife got sick, and I'm going... No, 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 I cannot get sick. Like, we've had this show planned for three fucking months. It's the first one ever. I'm like literally willing myself not to get sick. I'm taking Zycam, which shortens colds like it boosts your immune system and shit. Everything you can. Every day I'm getting like 
<laughs> I'd cough and be like, nope, no, no, I'm good. I'm fucking good. Like, I'm <laughs> psyching myself through it. But she was sick, dude. And she was sicker than I knew she was. She's like, if it was for anything else, I wouldn't have gone. So thank you for for sticking through it and coming out because I would have... It would have sucked to do it without her, man. It was yeah. awesome to have her there in the front row. She led the applause every time. She was the woo girl. The woo girl. Nice. Yeah. Oh, the woo girl with the cold does. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. She didn't she no? sound sick. Okay. Okay. You couldn't tell. I, like, I no, have she no just, idea. Okay. She just wasn't. She's mostly over a cold. I think actually it's probably hitting her a little harder now because of Because she partying. didn't take the day off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like you wouldn't have had any idea and she was on the mend and then you've got Dr. Alcohol taking it from there and covering the rest of it. But she was fantastic. She was awesome. She was, uh, taking videos and, and helping people find seats and entertaining everybody. So thank you, honey. I love you. And I appreciate you. And the cigar that we're halfway done smoking brought to you by the leading house is the crowned heads. Sfumato Sfumato In C major Which is a PCA exclusive It's a 6 and 3 quarter by 48 I still say it's the shut the fuck up motto uh, Which is my motto Uh, It's got an Ecuadorian Camacho uh, No, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper uh, A Ecuadorian Sumatra binder And Dominican, Nicaraguan And Peruvian fillers And it is not founded by Davidoff no, as the most important not. thing. He's like, David. I'm like, nah, nah, like wait just, a minute, dude. I, I didn't think... have time to find anything out yeah. special about uh, f- crowned heads, which is good because we've been talking for a half hour about all kind of other shit. Yeah. I wonder if this is pre-Luciano break or post-Luciano break. I don't know how it falls for that, but dude, th- this is like this is my size. Mm. Like, I, I love this size cigar. I thought you'd be a little shorter, but the girth makes sense. Oh, no, no, dude. I mean, just the tip. That covers it. Um, That's why you like the V-cut. I never looked at it from the profile picking before. Up on it. They, yeah. <laughs> That's so familiar. Yeah. Sorry. I, every time I see this, I think of the one from um, some, from the boys. Because it's just like the, the big exemplified V. Yeah. Anyways. Um, no, yeah, no. This is like Lanceros. I like it from a nerd point of view, like seeing the difference in the wrapper and stuff like that. Lanceros are great. The only problem is that you've got like such a rate of, of construction issues. Like there are, are, perfect. Well, there are also a couple of companies that know how to make them perfect. And then there's everybody else who, if you're lucky, 50% of them will be perfect. The other 50%, some of them will have a little bit of issues and 10% of them are just bad. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd say uh, the one, like one of the ones I've been just incredibly impressed with is uh, the Caldwell Eastern Standard. Okay. I like that cigar. It's a good cigar. But the Lancero is freaking phenomenal. Right. Like, it's so much better than the other formats that I've had. I am- Why? It just the flavor is all turned up to eleven. Okay, so you really get like when it when the pepper hits, the pepper hits. When it it dims down and it gets a little bit uh, more cedar to it, you get the cedar out of so it. So why is that? Because I, the ratio of wrapper to binder and filler. So what you have is you have two different mentalities, and that's my next comment was going to be anyway. So I'm glad you asked the question. You have some companies that will adjust the blend so that. Every size of the cigar tastes as similar as possible. Agonorsa comes to mind for that. A lot of, most of the flavor usually comes from 
the wrapper of your cigar mm-hmm. and then the fillers. That, that was going to be yeah. my next question. Right. Like, where does the flavor The binder come from? generally doesn't play a big part whenever it what comes. What is the binder? So the binder is the wrapper underneath your wrapper. Okay. So they bunch the tobacco mm-hmm. and then they roll it in a leaf. That's your binder. Mm-hmm. And then they roll it with your wrapper, which is your flavor. Okay. The, the issue is what the, the binder's primary purpose is to maintain burn. So some wrapper might burn faster or slower than the filler tobaccos that are in it. Mm-hmm. So you need to find a compatible binder. Generally, they don't provide a lot of flavor to the blend, but what they do is they make it burn evenly. So you're going to help hold everything at the same burn rate. So essentially what that does is it means that when you're eating your chocolate chip cookie, you're not getting more vanilla extract than you should or more flour than you should because of the pace that you're eating it at, right? Uh-huh. It sounds stupid, no. but that's what happens is is this is essentially a recipe. Mm-hmm. And in order for it to taste the way they intended it to, the whole recipe has to burn at the same rate so you're getting equal amounts of everything. And also it's for construction issues so that you don't tunnel or that your wrapper doesn't burn down too fast. So the... Wrapper is where most of the flavor comes from. Usually. Generally speaking, that's, so, that's so at 90% of the time. That's, that's strange to me because it is the least, least amount right. of which shit. Is why which is why the, the smaller... Sorry, sir. Yeah, no, that's... The smaller the diameter, the more... The, the higher ratio of wrapper to filler is. Right. So, like, when you got a cigar that's this big around, there's 2% wrapper. When right. you get a cigar that's this big around, you're at... 20% wrapper. Sure. In the ratio of it. But like, you know, another one, I, I think you were in there the other day when I was telling somebody, there, there's a Gordo, Torpedo, Robusto, and a Corona that this company offers. And he blended it uh, around the Gordo. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't adjust. He just, you know, ratioed it down from there. So he, I love the way he described it. It was a Ferriotega Suma. I love the way he described it. In the Corona, you're basically getting a buddy saying, hey, you know, Here's a story I heard, and he's giving you that quick version of it. When you smoke the Robusto, you're getting the actual, like, official Cliff's notes of it. Uh-huh. When you get the Torpedo, you're watching a YouTube summary of it. And when you uh, smoke the Gordo, you're getting the entire book, and you just get to read the book. Okay. And it, it, you get all the details in the bigger ring gauges. And he blended it backwards right. from expectation. Which is which cool. The Corona is not the one that you're going to get the most flavors out of. You're, the Gordo is. He blended it. To be opposite. But the the point to me is a lot. So a lot of companies, what they'll do is they'll adjust the recipe, the blend, so that most the sizes taste as similar as possible, no matter which size you're smoking. Now, it's not across the board always going to be that way, but you can get close. I don't like that. I prefer like, for example, Aladino is one of those companies. Every single cigar has a size that's the size for me mm-hmm. that that's sticks out is better. And that's what's cool is because you can then go, hey, I'm going to smoke this size. I'm going to ch- change it up and try this one. It's going to be a different experience for you. So essentially you're getting to go, hey, what if we put a little bit more sugar in this? Or what if we put a yeah. little more vanilla extract in this? And you get to taste a little bit of the, the difference between the individual ingredients in the blend. I was watching a podcast with Josh and Sin Coburn the other day, the owners of Dissident, and they were saying they get a lot of complaints that they don't offer more sizes of each cigar. Right. 
And they were saying they, they want consistency across. They want, you know, the soapbox to taste like the soapbox. They want, you know, the tirade to taste like the tirade. And they get a lot of, you know, people saying, why don't you have this in the Lancero? Why don't you? And they're like, because we can't make it taste the way that we want. And I love it. I, I love that that's the way that they, you know, they go about it. Because I like that every company Patty, has their individual Doug. way of doing it. So, like, you know, you enjoy that you get the different. Because you sure. essentially get different cigars by getting different sizes with some companies where, you know, Aganors is one I know for a fact. They blend for consistency. They want right. it to be the same cigar if it's a 770 or if it's a Lancero. And that, that's and it's very ac- difficult to it's, do. It's probably better for the masses that way mm-hmm. because this is the blend that you want everybody to have and taste. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have customers that only smoke Gordos. You're going to have customers that only smoke Robustos or Lanceros. And that way, everybody gets the same cigar you know what i mean you could try that cigar and be like man but i smoke it i smoke i like like this size better so when i buy this size and it tastes the same i'm happy but if i'm the kind of guy that doesn't care about that so much that like likes the subtle changes or would rather have one that's ideal let's just say it the way it is you of all people wish that size didn't matter (laughs) that's right (laughs) That's Sorry. right. Go ahead. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Average size penis looks huge on a small man. <laughs> um, the average, but like, the average penis is only five inches long. Erect. Yeah. All right. I'm doing okay then. I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, like Aladino man. The 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 vintage selection. I prefer the Rothschild. Obviously, that's different though because that has an actual unique. That that's that true. Has something special. Okay. Let's it. go to the Cameroon. It's the Lonsdale. Yeah, the Lonsdale on the Cameroon fucking stands above the other ones. Um, the uh, the the Maduro and the Lancero, fucking amazing. See, it's funny because you and I are so different on that. The Cameroon uh, Lancero is my least favorite from them, but like by far, I feel like none, none of the pepper really gives itself what it. But what that's I what see. it's cool about yeah. doing it that way. Is you go okay, I can have one line of cigars. That's going to catch different people is because you essentially took one line of cigars and made it five by having five different sizes. So you go, I might not catch you on this size, but maybe you'll like this one. And I think that's now me from a retailer point of view. That sucks. It's it's rough. It makes because it really then you've got to figure out which one is for them, and you have to be familiar with the differences between all of them. Well, that's I, I pride myself in over ninety percent of what's in that humidor. I've smoked at least two of. Right. But when I say that. And I, I don't mean to be elusive, and I, don't, I didn't realize until right now. I've smoked at least two of every Aladino. Yeah. Not two of every Aladino size. in each size. Yep. So I have no idea what the vintage selection Lancero tastes like. It's it different. I have no idea. It is I've nothing never like, smoked it. Nothing like the raw job. And, like, especially the way that I, I run this shop where it is a lot more, you know, I go into the humidor with you. I'm going to help you pick the cigars and not from a pushy way. Or and I, a, I enjoy a, that part of like, it. Like, listen, as much as everybody thinks like, hey, you get to sit there and smoke cigars all day. It's no. a cool job. It is. It can be. But it is work mm-hmm. because you you're not going to like everything in there. There isn't a single person you're going to find that's going to go in there and like everything in right. that humidor. But that's but why you need so to know what all of it is. So if you go from having, OK, I've got a hundred different brands in here are 100 different lines so i need to know 100 different cigars well then what if half of those cigars are different whenever you change the sizes right so now you go okay let's say you have an average of three sizes per cigar so now you've got 50 that you're good the other 50 
turns into 150 cigars. So you just went from having to know 100 cigars to 250 of them. Yeah. Well, that's it's a it's a big difference. Like a, a one that really stands out that just because recently I've been smoking it and talking about it, but the West Tampa Red. Yeah, I don't like the West Tampa Red in a Toro. Mm-hmm. I like I. It's one of the I, I actively do not like that cigar. I fucking love the Robusto though. Yeah, I mean the Robusto. It, I I would happily smoke that all day every day. Yeah, but I can't stand the Toro. I find it to be. And, and look, guys, this is my That's, my take on this. This is not what I, it's his asshole. I find it to be your asshole's boring, but the Robusto's exciting. You know, it, it's just. Did you just every you every me? once in a while they catch me, yeah. man? They um, catch me, but no, it, you know, I find it to be boring compared to the Robusto, where there's just like I feel like there's a lot going on, which doesn't make much sense to me because it is the same ring gauge. So like something in the blending is different on that one. Well, what happens is the tips. But yeah, and do you then, know about that? Yeah, which direction they put them and all that, makes right? A big difference. Because so essentially, what happens is if you think of tobacco in general, the easiest way to think about it is the smaller it is and the thicker it is, the more strength it has. Okay, so think about it this way: a plant has nutrients and sunlight to divide amongst everything. Okay, the most concentrated parts of that cigar like the bigger leaves are on the bottom mm-hmm. they're bigger but they're thinner so that flavor is spread out yeah. amongst that size so if you imagine every leaf has the same amount of nutrients to be put into it what's the compression what's the ratio the top priming is the smallest leaf but it has the most it's thicker and it has the most flavor in it which is going to either and be the tip, your media tempo if you if you get media tempo, that's going to be your top leaf or, or Corona Corona leaf. Yeah, they call it too. Yeah, if it's not, but if because only certain plants actually grow that, and yeah. it's not even like hundred percent predictability rate. And then from there, then you have Lajero, which is on every plant. Right, Lajero is across the board your strongest tobacco unless right. media tempo shows up. So what happens is though at the tip, the narrowest part of that leaf, it's more concentrated. That's where your pepper is. Okay, mm-hmm. so. When they tear, they they put the filler in, even if it's whole leaf filler, they still rip the leaves to make them fit the size of the cigar, right? So if you have a shorter cigar, you you're gonna take that leaf and break it in half and put it in there. Mm-hmm. So you can have tips forward or tips inward, essentially, which means some cigars like a robusto. Typically, when you smoke a robusto, you get that flavor right away. You know what I mean? But if you have a bigger cigar and you turn the tips in, then you're going to get it in the middle of the cigar is where you're going to get that kick and flavor. Yeah, so you basically you start with this. Your strongest ends here, your weakest ends here. When you rip it, do you blend your strongest to your weakest or do you blend your strongest to your strongest? It's going to change the way that, you know, you right. can increase the strength a lot or a little bit, you know, or you can go – you can kind of change it. So do you want it to slowly build as you smoke or do you want to hammer at the beginning and then, and then have it mellow kind of, out? And then a lot of the times they'll use that to maintain consistency. So you'll hit it hard at the beginning. And then since the cigar acts like a giant filter to itself the whole time, inevitably it will continue to pick things up on its own that weren't there. So like if you lit this, if you smoke started this cigar at this point, mm-hmm. and smoked it all the way down. When you get to here, it's a whole lot stronger than if you cut it mm-hmm. off here and then yes. let it there and then started smoking because which is, you have that filtering through itself. Which is why I'm, I think, as a stronger uh, bodied cigar smoker, 
I have a tendency to not be enthusiastic about a cigar on the initial first first inch. Mm-hmm. Because the whole time you're smoking that, your vacuum that you're creating is drawing oils uh-huh. down to the base. So that's why even if you try to be as dry as you can puffing on this cigar, you're still going to have moisture at the tip of the cigar whenever you're smoking it. And, and sometimes you'll even get a plug. Yep. And mm-hmm. if you ever heard somebody say that their cigar got plugged, I had to purge it. I had to blow through, uh-huh. which is if you've had that issue before and you didn't know what causes it, it starts to plug on you like your draw is perfect in the beginning. But toward the halfway or last third, you start to have dry issues. You want to just blow through the cigar a couple of times because mm-hmm. what you're doing is pushing out the blockages and redistributing the oils through the cigar and then try and gotcha. drawing again. Not- See. My my problem, like a cigar like this, it's got a really light wrapper. What it, what is this? Ecuadorian it's, Connecticut. It's a Connecticut. Okay, so on a Connecticut wrapper, the wrapper is not. I don't know if the it's flavorful enough. Yeah. But I can taste any Connecticut wrapper. I can taste the pectin in it. By the time I get halfway down, when I put when I put the cigar in my mouth, it's nothing but glue. That's huh. all I taste. Well, they Connecticut mm. shade. So shade leaf has a tendency to be more bitter, too. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. So when we've talked about the process of aging tobacco to create Maduro, Mm -hmm. that is something that you can only do with a a leaf that's robust enough to do that with. It has to be a top priming because it has to be a thick enough cigar to put up with that process of being rotated for a longer period of time and aged, which causes the darkness. So on a lighter, you notice they're thin, they're mm-hmm. brittle, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means is that it's automatically had less fermentation time. Sure. So you're going to have less time to um, take the ammonia and things out of that leaf, which is going to leave some of the bitterness in the wrapper. Yeah. Let me see your cigar for a second. All right. Well, while, so, while he inspects that. No, I want to oh, show you ahead. something, too. So look at the burn line on yours. Mm-hmm. It's not bad at all. Cigar's fantastic construction. It's holding up. But you got like the dip here, the dip there, mm-hmm. right? Now we know we got these cigars from the same place. We lit them at the same time and all that. Mm-hmm. See how mine's damn near pencil straight? Yeah. And yours is damn near the same as well. The rate that we've been smoking at is different. Yes. So you keep messing up your recipe. By getting those little dips. No, it's you're not, over, it's not a bad You're thing. overheating. You're going just a little bit too fast. Gotcha. On a lighter cigar, well, for most cigars, there's an ideal rate of smoking, mm-hmm. right? And if you've ever noticed that you've got a long cone, like a long cherry on the end of your cigar, it's because you are drawing faster than the inside of that cigar can yeah. burn. So you're burning you the wrapper and the binder but you're not burning the filler. That lajero in the middle of the wick of your cigar is also going to be the slowest smoking point. What do you mean by the lajero in the middle? Uh, usually, most of the blend they take... You ever, you ever look and find like a real thick piece? Of, yeah. Some people think it's a stem in the center. Usually, that's where your lajero goes oh, because okay. it's the slowest burning. So they put the lajero in the middle mm-hmm. of the bunch because that is... The, the wick. Just to clarify, not always. Not like always. They, they don't always use Lajero. That's why no, I no, no, asking, no. okay. But when it's in there, that's where it is. You're going to find that thickest part right in the center, and it's for construction. It's for burn purposes. So if you ever notice 
that when you kick your ash off, you've got a long cherry on it, and it mm-hmm. looks like a pencil or a spear tip. Mm-hmm. It's because you're actually drawing faster than that blend can keep up with you. Interesting. So you are actually going to be kind of ruining the flavor of that cigar no. by smoking too. Not ruining. Yeah. It depends on you what change, you like. You were smoking it, it other than design. Sometimes, uh, in fact, most of the times, I have the opposite problem. I have a cone inside. Right. Now, that'll happen from... So basically, picture that as a diamond. So you got the pointy part sticking out because you're going too fast. Mm-hmm. When it catches up, now you've created so much heat here that it'll reverse and it'll burn down. And then when the ash falls off, it'll fall off the other way. So both of them are from smoking too fast, uh-huh. but two different ways of smoking gotcha. too fast. It's it depends on the blend and, and how everything mm-hmm. burns. Yeah. But the thing that, like, it's hard to actively maintain in your head right. how you're paying attention to drawing on a cigar. And, and the, big, the most important part is you're not wrong. Right. If you, if you like the way you're smoking it, you're right. That's All this pretentiousness is a pain in the ass. Ideally, one to two puffs mm. per minute. You know what? While we're talking. I was trying. We've, I'm, I'm gonna we've, oh, we've actually been talking about. Sam's going to read. We've, we've been talking about cigars for almost 20 minutes. This I know, and I didn't want to stop. Dude. That's why I was like, ah. ah. But, hey, on that note, remember, if you're listening, you are the Cigar Junkies, and the show is still going because of your incredible support. We invite you to help us grow the community. By liking and sharing our podcast, you become a crucial part of our journey. Your enthusiasm and interaction not only keeps us going, but also allows us to reach new listeners who share a passion for the art of cigars. Your support means the world to us. Like and share and subscribe to the Cigar Junkies podcast on every platform. Write in on the Facebook group and or thecigarjunkies at gmail.com, and let's continue the journey together. And something it, you didn't realize the other day was we're on, like, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, yeah, basically. Yeah, I have no idea. He thought we were just on Spotify Oh, no Apple. shit. Dude, we're no, on every, pretty much on, everything. Yeah, we're on YouTube I, podcast, Amazon podcast, Apple. Podbean's hard because it seems like Podbean will update to a certain point and then stop, and I have to go back in and, like, jumpstart it. Uh, but for some reason... For some reason, I have to go in and I, do that. I think I got that fixed. Did you? Yeah. There was I haven't a, checked in a little there while. There was an issue with the RSS feed where it was putting another letter at the end oh. as an identifier, and I, I deleted that. Fuck yeah. And I haven't seen an issue, because it's been it's like good. two months since we had an issue. Because I know it's not the best pod, podcast catcher by, by any we measure. We get like 15, though. But it's actually the one I use. Oh, really? And so the problem is, once you use one, you kind of don't want to switch to another one, because you already have all of your stuff it's 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 just like changing your cell phone carrier or your bank. Like there might be something better out there, but do you want to go through the trouble of making the changes to get over there? Right. So if you're on Podbean and that's your place of choice to get stuff, you want to be accessible everywhere. Yeah. Because everyone gets their stuff somewhere somewhere <laughs> different. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. I, I and I do have to say thank you to everybody. I mean, we you guys have obviously been telling people about us. The numbers have been. You guys have been making Jason right, which pisses me off and makes me happy at the same time. Uh, our, uh, no, they, we've had an increase in not just like the listens overall, but like the rate at which we're getting listens and the and volume really across the board it. too. What's that? Across the board too. Yeah, uh, Facebook group is growing. YouTube yeah, is growing today. Yep, seven thousand. Seven hundred. Uh, no, seven hundred uh, members of the group. Hey. Actually, it was yesterday. Yeah, we're just shy of seven thousand. So next week, I'm figuring we're going to be saying thank you for seven thousand. It had listens. to be the day before yesterday, because uh, there were seven hundred and one whenever I took the uh, new members. I may or may not have kicked like thirty-five, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we got them back. Well, we got them, and then we moved. <laughs> you know what I mean? That happens. There, there was a couple. We broke. We did good there. for a while, dude. We haven't had a whole lot of spammers lately. The uh, YouTube numbers are are doing yeah. real well. Like they're. For YouTube, they're tiny. 
But yeah. for YouTube on no, a cigar dude, podcast that's bad. growing is getting pretty damn good. And so that's you guys for sure. And if you guys comment on the YouTube videos, it really, really helps. The more comments we get on there, yeah. that that's like YouTube's number one thing for the algorithm. It's not about the likes on there as much as it is about subscribers. And the number two is comments. comments the more interaction right. is the there most important part. We're learning. Yeah, but any any interaction aside uh, or any interaction above the view is right. It, right. It's like if you if you watch the video, that's one view, but if you comment on it, the the algorithm treats that Rism. comment algorithm. like yeah, nice. that, that algorithm treats that comment like ten views. Yeah. The algorithm. The algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, look at it like that. Like one view is one view. One subscriber is ten views, and one comment is five views. Like it, 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 you know, it all helps. That's absolutely, yeah. Something else to bear in mind for you guys out there that like, because they wouldn't know if they're just coming in. Like you guys don't necessarily know who we are outside of here, where we came from the beginning. Especially if you're one of those people that's going to go back and and listen. Like none of us. This is not our job. Yeah, none of us. Well, kind of like. But, but no, no, this it, it, no, is it's not. actually kind of part of my job at this point. Well, it's marketing. I'm a business owner. It's part of my job. What I'm getting at is a little <laughs> bit of growth it. means a lot to us yeah. because there's not a lot that, that of time that we have for this outside of what you guys get to see. There is less time currently behind the scenes probably than there is on camera. Um that goes into this other than just little bits throughout the week. I, I would say you're right as far as like active time that we put into it outside of this, but inactive time. I In know terms of that together. all three of us spend a lot of time thinking about the show throughout yes. the week. But what I'm saying is like, we're not getting together yeah. on, on a weekly basis and talking about this shit. Sometimes as soon as the show's like fucking everybody's bailing, as soon as the show's over, cause I got somewhere to be, you have somewhere to be. We have work to go to. We have other shit to up, do yeah. customers. Um, so, like, a lot of times what you're seeing is it in terms of our interaction as the junkies. And hopefully I've taken some steps to to kind of start our journey to the next level. Um, but that's still a process that takes some time. And hopefully we're going to hit a, a place where we can start snowballing some more and, and really start feeding into it. But in the, the meantime, the growth is you guys. Yep. The guys that fucking Google it and find it randomly, they get the friend that tells somebody else about it. People like Troy Harper that are out there Bible thumping yeah, for us man. in fucking the middle of the country, like randomly sharing every post from just the tip cigars from like three months Dude, before they were so even open. I was so mad at you at the same time. <laughs> Dude, I was laying there. I, I think I was in bed and all of a sudden, ding, ding. I'm like, oh, I got two notifications. Ding, ding. Okay, what's going on? Ding, ding. I'm like, all right, what the hell's going on? And I just started scrolling. I'm like, oh, my God, stop. I want to get a bit. <laughs> Screw it. I'm silencing my phone. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I'm smart is because I don't, I don't allow Facebook to give me notifications. Oh. I, no. I, when I open up Facebook, I'll see the notifications on there. But Facebook can't send me notifications. So yeah. well, I get more people that message the shop. True. Call the shop, so yeah. I need the notifications to come through. Yeah. So I know well, that, Facebook like, Messenger will still give me notifications. So like, if I get a message from somebody on Facebook, it just comes yeah. through like a normal one. But instead of getting like, oh, somebody liked your post, I don't know about oh, that yeah. until I open the browser and look at it. So it's it's yeah. kind of good. 
Now, I, because I, I run a lot through MetaSuite, and that that different. runs a whole different. Yeah, the, and that's, that's that thing can be oppressive. He he was showing me his the other day. The other day, he was he day. was showing me his MetaSuite the other day. Your buddy was showing you his MetaSuite the when other day. Your buddy day. was showing you his MetaSuite the other day. So that that's something. One of the reasons that I want the login for yeah, yeah. the cigar junkies is because I think I looked at it on the computer here, and it's not. <laughs> completely set up yet how are you now <laughs> holy you know? shit I, I looked up at the tv at just the wrong moment to and see thankfully, roll out a leopard uh, yeah yeah uh, what the hell is it called uh, uh, speedo it was a yeah. banana He's hammock like, bro bam. i'm like oh there's that it was a banana hammock so, yeah. and thanks to you i saw it just in time too <laughs> it just i i got to see the I'm last sorry. millisecond of it that is a and, fine. How are you now? Fortunately, so I have the camera set up. If you're looking at the feed right now, yeah. I've got the camera set up so my head blocks the television <laughs> so that we don't get fucking nailed for like... Yeah. Oh, here it comes again. Uh, uh, okay, hey, look, it's okay. us. Yeah. That's what I said earlier. <laughs> there, Rid. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, everybody in the chat, who's who? So we got Derry, we got Wayne, and we got Squirrely Dan up there. Who's who? Oh man, which one, which one's which? If I had to pick a squirrely Dan, I'd have to give it to Seth Jones. Uh, like for the people in the in the group, mm. for sure. Troy's Dairy. Oh yeah, Troy's Dairy. Why you gotta be so fucking awkward, bud? Yeah, that's right. Bring it down ten percent. <laughs> uh, no man, fucking it's cool. Well, why don't we talk about the cigar news? I mean, why we talked about cigars so much instead? Yeah, I thought there was no news. There was no news, no but news then there is news. news. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. time for the Cigar News, brought to you by Tom's Penworks. As a cigar smoker, you appreciate luxury. And as a premium cigar smoker, you appreciate handmade craftsmanship. And as a customer of Tom's Penworks, you'll appreciate the selection of custom-made, limited-production items that you can show off to your friends. From handmade pens, pencils, bottle openers, cigar cases, and now custom rings, Tom will create something special for you or your loved one. Find them on the web at etsy.com slash shop slash Tom's Penworks. And as always, you can find the link in the description for this episode. You can. You can find the, the, the link in the description. Uh, I don't know if it works because <laughs> a lot of times I put those links in there and they just don't fucking do shit. But you can figure it out. You got Google. So use it. You know what I mean? Use the Googlies. So the first item of news is the reason that you have news because... I didn't think there was news until I saw this, and then I started to pick up some other shit. Sinistro, or Sinistro, or whatever the freaking hell you want to call it, is to release a new batch of The Last Cowboy Limited Edition. Four and a half years after releasing The Last Cowboy Limited the first time, uh, Tomardo Cigar, Sinistro is bringing the cigar back for another limited release that is available to all of its retailers and will begin shipping in mid-September. Nearly all the details from the original release will remain the same. It is a 65 by 56 Toro Gordo. It uses a Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, Mexican San Andreas binder, Dominican Palato Cubano, uh, and Nicaraguan tobacco in the filler. And it's a blend created by James Agapian, uh, Aj- Agapian, something, Ooh, of Sinistro. <laughs> you love the fucking names that are hard, bro. It's your jam. The packaging. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that is a good one. Yeah, it's interesting. Ahopian? The packaging that uh, made these cigars notable is back as well with 14 cigars inside divided into two groups of seven. 
was each cigar wrapped in red paper, then bounced together with black ribbons and long fuse-style caps that are twisted together to replicate the look of dynamite. It's also a nod to the graphic on the box lid of how the last cowboy is lighting his cigar. And that is actually the reason that I was like, oh, we got news. Because I'm like, that's fucking dope. Those cigars are a bundle of fucking dynamite. I'm like, that is fucking sick, dude. It's great. It's almost as good as the idea I gave Dave Garofalo when I stopped in and visited the Cigar Authority. But I can't tell you about that one because I want to get sued in case he uses it. Because he's just... He might be freaking crazy enough to do it. Was Finas Lames collaborates with Jesus, what the hell? Castigli on Villa Castigli Eye Punch Bracelet. For the third time, France braced West Finas Lamas and Castigli or Castigli. We're not saying that I'll word tell you anymore. What, we need, the we need to hire yeah. like uh, we need uh, a span we need a, a, span, a native what's Spanish. Roberto speaker? doing Roberto, these days. Is Roberto a native Spanish speaker? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. He looks American as fuck. He just looks like a tan-ass white boy. Uh, no, nah, he looks like he's from Texas. Yeah, he, he's pretty. Yeah. He's a pretty guy, though. Roberto's a good-looking dude. He's a, he's he's a very good-looking good guy, yeah, for sure. Uh, anyhow's, we're somewhere. Oh, we get Antonio Jimenez. Cuz Dogley, Cuz Dogley, Cuz Dogley. Wes Pretty. Uh, so this is a punch bracelet. It's a wearable cigar cutter made in France by this company. It features a connector designed with a 7mm punch cutter. According to press release, the exclusive model is decorated with two Nazar eye beads, 8mm Malashiti beads, and silver charm, representing the special relationship formed over the years. In addition, the bracelet is designed with an adjustable cord, meaning that the size of the bracelet can be adjusted for the individual user. I actually don't think this is an attractive piece of jewelry. However... I think it's a fucking awesome idea. Oh, that's malachite, by the way. Okay. Can you pull that up? Can you so you can see what it is? So what we need is we need fucking like a room one oh one version of this. Dude. It's like a skull like a cool amazing. No, he did he did a a tool series and then he did he did some that's it's basically like nuts and bolts kind of thing mm-hmm. that are skulls, and then you flip it open, and there was cutters kind of underneath of them. So the the way this works is like the connector, I think that that holds, that, it, together. That holds it together. When you pull it apart, it's a punch. I would never use a punch, but I like having options. I which I, is why it's super dope. I won the little folding scissors at House of Feruza, <laughs> and so I keep it on my keychain. So you have a that's not my things. preferred cutter. But I can tell you at least five times in my life, I've used my pocket knife to cut a cigar. Dude, thumbnail, it all works. That's, you know, one of these days we'll show it on here, like how to use your nail to do it properly. Because there's a right way to pull the cap and just, it's fine. Yeah, I need to I need to financially motivate the crew here. Once we get some financial motivation, maybe we could actually do the How to Cut and Light series that I've wanted since the inception of the show. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Or maybe it'll just be the thing we talk about until the last episode. Ooh, uh, I just realized something cool. Uh, half Wheel. Go on halfwheel.com. And which, if you just Google Cigar News, Half Wheel will be one of the top four results. And uh, just scroll down the page, you'll see it. It, it has like a um, Arizona Indian vibe to it with like some of the blue so stones and shit. Yep. I'm going to have to take care of this. I real see quick, that. But um, on this. Hello, dogs are saying You got help. So on this third one, once you finish reading the news. Um. Hey, hey. Um. All right, just say what you want to say, and then on, go do the, the dogs. On the third piece of news, he smoked it the other day, so he can actually talk about it a little bit. Okay. Who let the dogs out? 
Same with the dogs. All right, kids. The Camacho Broadleaf goes on sale. The new Camacho Broadleaf line, which shows off Honduran-grown Broadleaf, is now on sale in the U.S. The blend features a Honduran Broadleaf wrapper, a Honduran-grown binder and filler that uses Honduran and Dominican tobaccos. Uh, though the varietals of the binder and filler tobaccos have not been disclosed, the line comes in three sizes and then presented in boxes of 20. Uh, and the dogs just love this cigar. What else can I tell you? They they get excited, man. The Camacho Camacho cigars get them dogs howling and shit. How you doing? You finding the graphic? I, I, yeah, I had the I had that cigar the other day. It was really 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 good. It Did was you find the bracelet? Really nice smoke. Yeah. Cool. Relax. I'm chill. It's the dogs that need to relax, man. Not me. I'm 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 chugging down this fucking bananas ass root beer. I I highly recommend having one. These dogs are like, dude, they're so happy here, man. I've, st- I've just said it before. I'll say it again. Any cigar shop can have a cat, dog, whole different animal. Literally. Uh, Troy Harper uh, jumping into the chat room saying, hello, junkies. What's up? It's nice to see you, Troy. I know you're working. Hope we're not distracting you too much. Uh, we, uh, we love having you guys uh, support us in the middle of the... You've just added a browser source... We got an interesting got graphic up in the corner. It's just a little ninja star for me right now. Yeah. It, oh, there it comes. All right. So the metal part of that there bracelet is, it's, you can't hardly even tell what it is, but the metal part is a punch. So it's, it's nifty. I like to have gadgets. Gadgets are definitely the easiest sell in the world you'll have for me. If you have a cigar cutter, that's one thing. If you have a lighter, that's one thing. If you have a cigar cutter built into a cigar lighter, I'm probably gonna buy that shit that's, more than once. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got that that one I have has the punch in it, and uh, never I'm, use those. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm not in the beginning phases. I tried it, not my jam, Mm-mm. not my jam at all. Um, to be honest with you, though, like if you ask any cigar manufacturer, punching is wrong. Like it's all about what's right for you. We say that all the time. There is no right and wrong. It's what you like and what you don't. However, most people that choose to use a punch or a V-cut is because of the fact that they don't like having the pieces of tobacco in their mouth. But if you do a good job on your straight cut, it's going to be minimal anyway. But what you're doing is you're channeling the smoke through a smaller diameter, Mm -hmm. which essentially prevents the, the cigar from being smoked in the way it's intended to be. Yeah, IV cut, but the, the correct way to cut is a straight cut. Yes, That's, yes. That is the right way to do You're it. You're fully opening up the cigar to draw properly and, and not cause. Um, you, actually, I've, I, I've, I saw Steve Saka uh, chime in yeah, on this recently. That. If you're V-cutting or you're punching you're, you're, and you're, you have burn issues, it's a good possibility that could be part of it because the cigar is not drawing the way it's intended to be. Yeah. Now, me, I... I've had a lot of people ask me lately, you know, customers ask why I V-cut. And a large reason that I do it is because I rotate the cigar every time I hit it, and I keep track of it. <laughs> so, you know, I hit it this way, and then when I put it down, I, I rotate it. Mm-hmm. And I just rotate while I smoke the whole time. So I don't, I don't have – I don't think maybe twice ever I've had tunneling issues, ever. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a problem. But with the cutter that I use, I mean – that thing's damn near wide open anyways, yeah. you know, on most cigars. Now, some, if it's not 
damn near wide open with a V cut, I cut it twice. And then I'll just crown cut it. Just before I met you, I realized that I was a fast cigar smoker because that was the point where I had started to incorporate smoking cigars in my travels to and from work because uh, I could smoke in my company truck. And uh, what I would have is those long-ass cherries on the end, them pencil tips that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was smoking a lot of Gordos, I think a lot of Wasilla um, Luchador Gordos, 660s. Yeah. And, and I'd noticed that happening a lot, and I realized I'm smoking them too fast. And that was what was doing it, and it would vastly improved the experience for me by just going like, okay, I need to... You need to pay attention long enough to change your your habit of how you do it is what it is. Eventually, if you're going, okay, this is how often I'm going to, you'll just automatically correct yourself. Yeah. But in the beginning, when you don't even realize, hey, that could play any part in it, it, it happens with cigarettes too. You smoke a cigarette too fast, plus it gets it's too hot. So that f changes your flavor, even though you're already screwing it up from a combustion standpoint because you're not burning everything evenly. But by smoking faster, you're heating it up too much. And when it gets too hot, you're not going to be able to taste all of those components. It's going to start to burn your... Well, and then since we're, I mean, since we're talking about cigars today, like you want to keep this much ash pretty much all the time. Yes. You need to keep that insulator to keep even combustion. It's really important to not be constantly... Um, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm getting yelled at here. Ideally, you want, you want like, depending on the size yeah. of the cigar, if you're on a, a little bit bigger of a ring gauge... I'd say one inch yeah, is probably three yeah. quarters, half an inch maybe, I'd depending say, on a smaller cigar. Yeah, I'd say but a bigger cigar, big, bigger cigar, three quarters of an inch to an inch, it's not going to fall off if it's yep. a properly made um, whole leaf filler cigar. And you're, and you're, now that's another thing. Guys will be like, well, yeah, but the ash falls off too much. Is it, point, is it pointy whenever it's done? Right. Are you smoking too slow? Right. You're like that, that happens too. Like sure. You keep that good insulator, you go too slow. That's where you're going to get some of that reverse burn in there. You're going to have problems with that. Right. There's a couple of things there that, that are so counterintuitive. Yeah. But what happens is that ash insulates the cherry of the ember from the air. So when you're drawing through it, you don't have direct air contacting the ember of the cigar, which is going to make it obviously burn hotter. If you've ever blown on a hot coal, you know that it's going to yeah. light up real fast. So that insulates it and keeps the cigar running cooler. Uh, in addition to that, too, you would think that heat rises. So if you have a cigar that's burning unevenly, you'd want the uneven part on the top where the heat can get to it. But it's not heat you need. It's combustion. And for combustion, you need oxygen. And the oxygen's on the bottom of your cigar. Correct. So if you ever need to catch up the burn on your cigar, put the part that is not burning as fast downward. And you can rotate as you smoke a cigar to make sure you're keeping it even, but the part on the bottom is going to actually combust more because it has fresh oxygen to add to that combustion process. Yeah, the only the only time I ever judge somebody for how they smoke is if they're judging the cigar and they're smoking it wrong. <coughs> like they're not wrong, but less than optimal. Like I less I, than optimal and you're not happy with it. Yeah, I had a right. gentleman the other day, he's complaining about how the cigar is canoeing and it was canoeing. Yes. I mean bad. But it, there was no more than three seconds between puffs with this guy. And, like, big draws, just constant. I'm like, dude, I don't care what cigar you grab out of that humidor. It's yes. not going to burn well. Dude, like I've you, seen... You're hammering this thing. There's guys over at, uh, at the Leaf and Bean and McMurray. They were just... <laughs> like, 
holy shit, dude, you're going to burn. I'd burn my thumbs off. Yeah. You want to talk about like people like your grandma that have tolerance to heat. Yeah, like, holy shit. But that's, you know, rotate it, man. Like, and if, set your cigar down. Yeah. Put it down. Let it. Let it. Let don't it smoke one on a bicycle. Yeah. If it's I cold. tried that once. <laughs> I'll bet you fucking have. I smoked a vintage selection Rothschild in 15 minutes on a bicycle oh, yeah, because the wind. And I had a cherry that motherfucker. <laughs> but no, like, I was like, yeah, it was not an idea. Down, if it's putting off a lot of smoke, mm. that's another good indicator you're going a little quick. Like after you take a hit, you're going to see a good bit of smoke. But there should just be a small trail coming off it when it's sitting in the ashtray. And I mean, almost yeah. non-visible. Touch up, guys. So... You ever see guys that are constantly touching up their cigar with a lighter? There's times when that's necessary. If you've got, like, more than half of an inch of burn that's uneven, you probably could use... You might have had a a portion of that tobacco that was more moist and refused to burn, and you want to fix that. Or you might have had wind issues or something, and you want to fix it, for sure. However... If you're paying attention to it while you're smoking and you notice one side start to go, rotate so that side's on the bottom, and you'll notice that you will not have to continually touch up your cigar with your lighter. It'll continue to burn evenly as long as you move that part down to where it's I, getting oxygen. I had the opposite thought about that, and um, I thought the that you put that... Yeah, the part that wasn't burning. I did too. Uh, Every everybody does it one point or another. Fuck, does that not work? So no, I I looked it up on the internet, and you guys, I've heard you guys say it before too, and it happened to me like two weeks ago, and I was like, yeah, I got okay, I got to put it on the bottom, and it fucking it's crazy, right? Fixed it. You're like, there ain't no fucking way it's gonna work. It's like the fucking redheaded guy on all the little fucking reels. It's like, what you've been telling me for forty years? (laughs) What? No way. The other guy, Fuck those sake. two guys, those guys got to hook up for a collaboration. Oh, yeah. The no way guy and the 40 years guy, for sure. They need to hook up for some shit. But, uh, yeah, man, like, it's it's not always common sense. No. Like, some of it's counterintuitive, and you need to do a little bit of research or, or find somebody that knows what they're doing. And, and um, you'd be surprised how often the guys that have been smoking for the longest are the guys that do it the wrongest uh, the because they have talking about developed hammering, he bad the habits. And I'm like, and I, I can't correct you. Like, you, okay. you, if you, if you start the conversation with, I've been smoking for 20 years, this thing's burning terrible. And I, and I'm watching you just, just do everything that this cigar hates to have you do to it. I, I can't help you here, man. I can't comment on it. I'm not, there's no, there's no good way to do this. Pet peeve. Watching people write, uh, light their cigars wrong. Oh. Watching them just fucking ruin it. And you you might think it's great. You don't know how good it could be if you did it right. Yeah. Your cigar should be level. Your lighter should be at a 45-degree angle. Your flame should stay... If you imagine that c- cigar from the profile looking at the front, and you go, okay, that's the planet Earth. Stay above the equator. The fire should go over the top of your cigar... Not come underneath of it. What happens is, if you come in from underneath, you build up soot on the cigar. You'll see it, mm-hmm. and it fucks up the flavor, fucks up the taste. And in order to get that whole blend, the ingredients burning at the same rate, giving you everything at delivering it properly, you need it all to be burning correctly, which starts at the light. Yep. If you don't light it right, that whole cigar is fucked. So take your time with it. Stay above the equator. The reason that you hold the cigar even and the lighter at an angle 
jets. It keeps the ash and soot and shit from dropping into the jets and clogging up the ports of your lighter. So the lighter stays at a 45-degree angle, halfway up, never go below that. Let the, the heat go pass over the top of the scar, rotate it until the whole thing is glowing with some embers. The most important thing, what you're actually doing by toasting a cigar, there's a functional purpose to it. And what it's doing is you have that little bit of pectin at the beginning of the cigar that holds the wrapper binder together so the cigar doesn't unravel on you. But when you go around and you toast the cigar, you're fusing those leaves together, the wrapper and the binder, and that keeps it from unraveling on you. So there is a functional purpose to it from that standpoint. But most importantly, it gets everything burning at the correct rate of speed, and it makes the cigar taste the way it's supposed to. So if you're not doing that, do me a favor. Try it once. Try it my way. If you don't like it, go back. You know what I mean? That's all you got to do. Give it a shot one time, and, and I think you'll notice a difference for sure. What do you think? How, how, how far are we into this guy? We got about 15 minutes left. 15 left? Yeah. So we're 115 in? Correct. I tell you what, for a show where we've talked a lot about cigars, I'm still having fun. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I think it's actually, this, like, this might be the best cigar episode we've done in a long time. Yeah, it's been pretty good. For a show about cigars. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk about the events this week. Um, we're going to get right into it. Friday, September 15th at the Dirty Dog Cigar Shop. No pumpkin spice latte for you. Just smoke. Join us for a Drew Estate fall kickoff. All the usual A-list celebrities will be attending. Don't miss out on this one. You don't want to be the, oh, I didn't see them in person, person. All of the usual sales, deals, and fun will be happening. Now, for the guy that doesn't know how to write a fun-to-read press release, Saturday, September 23rd at the Blind Fox, Bill Coyne's got the Halfway to Patty Day event going on. Join them for drink specials, free breakfast casserole, and good times. Thursday, September 28th at Superior Smoke Shop, the Sam's Show Fall Blowout in Munhall. Deal details. Buy five, get one free. Buy 10, get two. Buy 20, get five. Buy 25, get seven. Buy 30 and get three free for every 10 purchased. Uh, they decide the free cigars, so I don't know how good that deal is. <laughs> I was with you until that part, guys. You know I, what? Okay, so I buy 30 shady. cigars and they give me... Wait a minute. They give you that three does, for every 10. That So, buy so you five, would get nine. Get Three for every 10? Three for every 10 you buy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if you buy 30, you're getting nine. Gotcha. If you buy 40, you're getting 12. Gotcha. Okay. So, and those are Philly blunts. (laughs) Either that or some white owls. (laughs) Yep. Maybe, what what are the ones that are the the backwoods that come in the fucking bag? Yep. If you're a pipe guy, maybe you get the the black and milds. You know? Yeah, yeah, a little black and milds. That's, sure. what, that's what my buddy Chad smokes. Black and milds. I used to like those things quite a bit when I was a younger man. I did. I liked the black and milds. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Fucking hate Neil Young. <laughs> well, you know, a southern man doesn't need him around anyhow. Yeah, you know? I sure shit don't. No, he doesn't. So. 
I'm uh, I'm gonna give you a little tease. Like, so you guys didn't have to hear an ad for the Strum Junkies this week, which had to be cool because I know you're fucking sick of hearing about it. Now that the show's over, unfortunately for you, we may be back sooner than we thought. We're yeah. uh, we're working on some shit, and uh, we'll see how it goes tomorrow. We're looking at. Uh, Maybe a new rotating member jumping in. So we'll be uh, hooking up with him tomorrow, see how it goes. If it's a thumbs up, we'll go ahead and rubber stamp it, and we'll tell you next week where you can see the Strum Junkies next. In the meantime, I do su- appreciate all the support. It was an awesome time. I'll dust off the old saxophone. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you said a phone. <laughs> Just looking at your face and knowing who you are and where you could be going with that, it was like... <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, my, my daughter's got a trombone, and I can play that a little bit as well. So. Is it rusty? It is not rusty. It's <laughs> brand fucking new. There you go. So the, 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 the trombone isn't rusty, but, but Jason is. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I am, I'm very, very, very rusty. So let me ask you a question. What's, what, since Sam's gone, let's have a little fucking nerd talk. Okay. Let's do some little comparisons, because okay. we're both playing a video game right now. Yes. Different video well, games, but it's unusual. So what are you playing right now? I am currently playing Starfield and Baldur's Gate. Oh, you started Starfield as well? I'm 45 hours into it already. Jesus, bro. What do you do at home? Nothing. Play video games. That's all. Yep, play video games. No wonder the yard work don't get done Uh, and shit. Like, I've been putting off stuff too, but (laughs) I got like six hours in a whole week for video games. Um, I've got got that. So Uh, what what, what are you thinking on the, like, I feel like you're more Baldur's Gate. Um, because no, it, de- 50, it depends 50, on how you are. They're two completely different games. Bethesda too. Yeah. Bethesda is Bethesda games are Bethesda games, man. You've got you've got to come in expecting a little bit, but over the course of time, they have just so much in them. Yeah, and and for the longest time, like my my absolute favorite game of all time was Skyrim. Yeah, m- you and many others. Um, so that went for. I a played long Skyrim time. after it was really old. I played Fallout 4, I think, and then went back to Skyrim. Oh, wow. Um, but Fallout 4 was my first experience with any of their franchises. And so, like, the Good shit that have. people were complete, like complaining about, I loved that game. I had thousands of hours well, in you've that Well, you've got fucking, like, purists that are like, if it's not, if it... Fallout New Vegas was the best Fallout yes. they ever had. Heard and, a lot of that. And Obsidian did Fallout New Vegas. It wasn't even Bethesda. Right. So, um... To have to have your first experience be Fallout Four with the Bethesda franchise is fine. Um, I feel like it's it's people who see the movie before they read the book. Yeah, because the people that read the book first are always disappointed. You have expectations. If you have no expectations and you just come in and see it for what it is, I think more often than not you're going to have a better time when Got you're it. not you're not judging yeah. it based on something else. You know. Yeah. So Starfield is. It, it it's absolutely beyond what I expected it to be. It's big. Um, it's it's fucking enormous. Yeah. Um, That's and what it she is, said. It is a Bethesda game. But yeah. as far as Baldur's Gate three goes, I have <laughs> I bought Baldur's Gate three was when it was in development. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently sitting on two hundred hours in that game. Is that? Do you have a party in that game? Yes. yes. Generally speaking, you have like a party of. Do you control people individually, or is it as a group? You control them. You control the people individually. Okay. So, um, is it an over the head? Yes. Kind of thing? Yes. Okay. It, in, if, Angle over the head. 
if uh, people aren't familiar with isometric games, it's like Diablo. Yeah. Only Diablo is is action all the time. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is once the action starts, like once the combat starts, everything turns into turn based. Turn based, yeah, which so, I I don't love, but oh, it's, it's easier to manage. It's, it's for a group. It <clears throat> it is as close to the tabletop Dungeons and Dragons experience. Yeah. As you can get with a video game. That's cool. And Larian Studios just knocked it out of the park. The the writing in it, the characters, and all the characters are compelling. The writing in it is fucking phenomenal. That's cool. Um, and it, like I said, it is as close to 5th edition D&D on the computer as you can get it. Hmm. That freaking sun just hit that windshield so hard. I'm so glad yeah, that guy's moving. leaving. You got yeah. it. It looks like there's put it a on. Spotlight holy on fucking you see shit, that? dude! Yes, yeah. I could feel it first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. I a could lot. barely see anything. And that's why fucking the hat's nice. Just tint and good. What's no? Uh, how sorry. about how about some just the tint? Just the tint yeah, on those windows. <laughs> um, actually, a lot of what we were just talking about. So he just brought in a cigar in a bag. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw or not. He <laughs> fucked it up. Actually, hold on. Let me pull the band off. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought the dogs were bad. Calm down. <whistles> Fucking born in a barn shit, motherfucker. Oh, Why'd you throw that away? Jason would have smoked it. I sure would have. He probably still will. Yeah, if you give it to me, I I'll gotta, smoke I it. Gotta. Fuck it. All right, so won't draw. Uh, Oof. Now. That this is a person that has smoked this same cigar boxes and boxes of them. Yeah. And they've had a problem with the last three in a row. Three boxes or three cigars? Three cigars in a row. A little deep on the cut. A little, a little deep fucking on the cut, but still within the cap. But no, I'm sorry, not deep. I meant narrow. Yeah. So, like, if you're having trouble with draw, you might, might, might need another couple millimeters off. Yeah, I don't but, know. I mean, that's hard to recut yeah. where it's at. Sure. But look at the tunnel down oh, the yeah. middle of it. So... It's tunneling like crazy. Uh, you talk, I'll show. So it tunneled like crazy on him. And I, you know, was asking a lot of what we were just saying. But it, I think with that one, it would go back to, yep. you know, a purge issue. So mm. I told him, I said, if this happens again when she's smoking it, have her try and blow out. And then if that doesn't work, cut off the, you know, a half inch to three quarters of an inch and do that. And are you talking about cut a half inch to three quarters of an inch off the top or off, off the, the burnt bottom? end? Okay. Okay. And that way, if your issue's right there where it's burning, if it was a collapse or an mm. oil buildup where you're saying the highest rate of that's going to be where all that heat was previously. Retoast. Retoast it, restart, go again. And then if that doesn't work, then you say, yeah, this thing's junk and, and you go to town. Um, but he said it's been moldable out of this one box or that problem. Could be so, one roll or two. So oh, wow. That company specifically does a separate barcode on it yeah for each box has its own individualized barcode and it has its skew so with them i'm gonna like i'm gonna reach out to them and i'm gonna let them know hey this box i had had at least five where they had draw issues collapses this is a regular smoker who only smokes this one cigar right and they are now transitioning to a new cigar because they don't want to deal with it again sure I moved them to a fresh box that I just got. And in that's the right thing to today. do because they can't. If there is an issue, they they can't fix it if they don't know they have it. Right, and then and that's what a lot of people. That's why I'm bringing it up. Tell us that there's a problem, 
so we can grab that box and we can pull that code off because most of the manufacturers have a way of identifying who rolled it, who tested it, who did what on that mm-hmm. box. It's all it's all in or on that box. Ninety percent. It's it, most of the time it's going to be human error. Yeah. Most of the time it's probably going to be the consumer's human error, but. Need to determine. You need to go through that, vet the process, figure out where it was, because wherever it is, you need to fix it. Yeah. If it's how you're smoking the cigar, let's teach you how to smoke it right, so that you're not ruining your cigars. And then if it's not you, like let's correct the problem at the source, because chances are you're not the only one that's having an issue. Yeah. And then with some of the cheaper cigars, they'll burn fine if you if you smoke them perfectly. Yeah. But if you screw up at all, they don't have that tolerance. They weren't built well. I mean, there's a reason it's two bucks. Right. But if you take your time and you give it that love, you could still get a decent experience out of certain cigars. You know, if you're okay with a one note or, you know, a, a cheaper cigars are cheaper for a reason, right? <clears throat> yeah. You know, so if you're okay with all those other things, then to get the burn right, that's when what we're saying really compounds and becomes a big deal is with a cheaply made cigar, you're going to have a better experience if you smoke it better. Oh, yeah. No, just simplicity. Okay, we had some nerd time while you were I gone. That's, I, I didn't mean to come take it away, but it <laughs> just seemed right. like a good yeah, example it seemed like, while we were It talking. seemed like a good way to go somewhere different for a few minutes, but also limit it in case it's not well received. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? I figured mm-hmm. then when Sam come back in, we'd have a reason to cut it off, and you know, maybe we get some good feedback, maybe we get some bad, maybe yeah. we get nothing, whatever. I miss playing video games. <laughs> Let's welcome the new members to the group. Uh, This week, we've got Michael Palermo, Emmett Brown, Dina Pritchard, John R. Reamer, Darius Wallace, cool name, Connor Rittiger, Michael uh, Brescala, uh, Scott Rax, Austin Tyler Cleghorn, hmm, fuck yeah, Cody Gilmore, John D. Bonaventura, and uh, John G. Hoffman. No, nope. More no. Hoffmans. Not, not your not Hoffman. One of mine. No. But I will say that I see one, two, three. I don't know. Your dad looks like a kind of guy kind of around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, see, uh, I see four of my regular customers on here. So thank you guys for jumping on and checking out the show. Hell yeah. So. Appreciate it. Yeah, much obliged. Much obliged. Oh, there's a fucking cowboy hat digging into one his more. brain. One more. Guys, if you didn't listen earlier, like, subscribe, and share. If you're actually, if you're listening to us still at the end of the show, chances are you probably are. But don't forget, you could do it on every platform. And we've got new, new uh, instructions per Sam. Comment, comment uh, on the on the videos because apparently that's good for us. Yeah, that's very so, good for us. You know, there's, I think you comment in most places to the uh, the platforms and stuff. Yeah, so, and, and if you're not, if you don't want to do that, if you want to reach us directly. You could get us on the Facebook group. As always, you can email at uh, thecigarjunkies at gmail.com. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different options yeah. for you guys to reach out and interact with us. We do say it. It's becoming more and more every week, but it is a cigar show for cigar smokers by cigar smokers, right? Yeah. We're building up to it. Lounge so. talk, baby. Yeah. I can't hear what's going on in the background. Is that our exit bump? Feel All like right. So. Well, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully Sunday at 9. Say your wine. Salud.